Welcome back to the Hot Dog Stand. Uh, Chris Wally, one of your hosts here, driver of the 51 Spartan Transportation's Camaro for the IROC Challenge Series. You know what? Had a great run last week. Uh, just to get messed up by uh, a little McCann versus McCann battle going into three. So that's something we'll get to talk about here. But I'll go ahead and kick it over to one of the McCanns now. Go ahead, Brian. Hello, Brian McCann, number three car. And I got wrecked on a straightaway last week. Hey, Brian. This is Neil, number two. I was the one that benefited from you getting wrecked on the back straightaway. I went from like sixth to uh, fourth. And uh, by the way, awesome. Uh, picked up on that Wally uh, where your brother parked him too. So love it. Brian Rick, uh, number 11, Spartan Transportation, back marker all night. And I'm Kyle Pentagraphy, your executive producer here. Uh, I actually benefited from McCann and Chris. So uh, thank you both. Spartan Transportation and Spartan Logistic Management is your one source for all your shipping needs. 53-foot dry van shipments, auto transport shipments, full-service in-house brokerage, drop-lot facilities, just-in-time deliveries to all auto manufacturers, facilities in St. Louis, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, and Indianapolis, Indiana. Spartan Logistics LLC, proud sponsor of the IROC series, Kyle Steffens UMP Modified in Silver Crown Driver, and Gordy Gundaker, World of Outlaws Late Model. Visit us at Spartan-Logistics.net or find us on Facebook. <laughs> hey, you're welcome there, buddy. It was all planned just for you. All your hard work. I need yeah, I some all, kind of break. I heard all the, the, the strategy going on, so we knew it was coming. I'll tell you what. I sat there and, and going into three right there, right? In my mind, I go, uh-oh. See them two diving down to the bottom. I see Brian down there. Kevin's disappeared. It's because he's in my A post. <laughs> then he ended up in my grill. <laughs> Man, like a lap before that, I got around you, Wally. And I I mean, I was probably Chris Wally's biggest cheerleader last week, man. I was stoked that he ran really good and yeah, pull, pulled for him. And I see the McCann's over there doing this new uh, move down the back straightaway. And next thing I know, I see his three car backwards and 33 going through the grass and look at my rear view mirror. And uh, the old 33 putting the uh, slide job block on Wally kind of in in his night. But uh, I got to follow my buddies home, the uh, 94 Radford with the win and the, uh, the Mefford brothers. And uh, the 46 got a little wide there at the end. But uh Thank you, definitely, Brian and Kevin, for a couple more positions. <laughs> How? What was your strategy, Chris? How'd you, you know, you stayed up front most of the night. What, uh, what, what'd you have planned there? Yeah, you know, I was looking at it. Um, we have such large fields right now. Hey, Chris Wally's biggest cheerleader. Right? What'd we speak? Forty-one start. Uh, had thirty-eight start. That's so. So yeah, I mean, really good. Two two weeks, really three weeks in a row. Um, I, we're averaging over 40 right now, uh, but we will start 40 per race, but that, that shootout race, I think we had 44. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so my biggest thing was trying to say, you know, watching Brian and watching Aaron and what their pit strategy is, knowing how they kind of work the system throughout the race and, uh, and, and keep themselves out front. I was kind of just piggybacking off that. Honestly, I saw Aaron dip down into pit road, and so I, I went down the next lap. Whenever you went in by yourself too, didn't you? I or, did. No. Yeah, yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, I did, and uh, damn, I almost went with you. I'm like, because you called it out. We're on the same channel, and I'm like, man, I should just go with him. And right, and was debating uh, during one of the stage cautions of if I want to take tires, if I don't, to try to save some because I knew somebody would um, chose to take tires, so that way I wouldn't get blown by the field. With, with fresh tires on their track position was definitely um, key last week. I thought hundred um, percent you get from the middle on back. It's like a hornet's nest back there. And so we try to stay away from that. I was back there all night. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty. How about Troy Radford though? Neil, you, you clicked on it there for a minute. How about his race, his race last week? No, I mean, I going back and watching the replays and watching everybody's strategy. And I think a lot of uh, us up front basically all had the same deal was to get there and stay there um because if you got back 
10th and worse back. I mean, you were just either had a target on your back or it was just really hard to pass. And I mean, with this field and as competitive as the league has really become this year and so far it's so deep, I mean, you want to stay out front, but I think that was what Troy and Chris and definitely Brian and Kevin. And I mean, the only one that consistently seemed to go back to the back and come to the front was Aaron. And I think he did oh, it two or three times. Front, yeah. Yeah, you see that yellow car coming. It's like a seeing a bee coming in the background. And you're just about to get stung. Dude, I, he started. I, he started in the back too, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. I, he went around me. I'm like, I'm just gonna follow him and pff, a lap and a half, and he was he was out of there. He was gone. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. Winner's penalty starting in the back. You know, I uh, I definitely thought that might, especially so winner's penalty. Just to explain it, you get one win. Um, after that first win, you, you've got an EOL to start the race, and then you're the last one off pit road to, to start stage three. So you're essentially the last lead lap car and definitely thought that uh, with the strength of the field, that Aaron might have some difficulty kind of maneuvering through there. And He I mean, went right through. Beef. Yeah, he went right through there. So I think he finished fifth or sixth himself. So Yeah. You know, what do you think, fun. Brian? Overall, man, that was a amazing race. You know, upper thirty some cars starting on the the field, and we go all those green flags, some some pit strategy, green flag pit strategies. You know, it's, it's been a while since I've been in I racing and, and been in a big field like that and had a good race. So I like to thank everybody that that put that show on. That was amazing. Uh, and you're, you're welcome. welcome. You got a yeah, right. You're looking for being I in know. the back. I see saying thank you to all of us, but what, yeah. were you, what were you really thinking? I mean, what's Kevin getting out of this? Exactly. Not a thank you. <laughs> you but know, he's serious. About, Go ahead. Talking about the green flag laps real quick. That's um, what I was going yep. You know, we had four cautions for 12 laps. Mm-hmm. So we had 88 laps of green flag racing. Two of those cautions were stage breaks. Right. So, I mean, and the last two cautions came within the last, what, 10 laps? Yep. I mean, we were getting it all night long. And um, from, from the front to the back, there was racing all over the place. For sure. The talent in this in this league, or season five, is it, it starts in the, in the front and goes all the way to the back. It's that good of a series this year. You know, touching back on Troy there, Kyle, what what was the stats there for um, for him? What led the last three laps? Is that right? I don't know if it was the last three laps, but he only led three laps total and won the race. All night. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, want to say it was probably the last two laps. Talk about being in the right place at the right time. I know Brandon. He was Brandon Mefford. He was right there, getting ready to uh, to dive down, take it three wide. On McCann's going into three, thought he had a had a chance of of something going on there, and um, s- slowing down just enough for Troy to get by and and sneak away with that first official win. But hell, he's he's got two wins in three weeks, man. He, he got the shootout race, and then that. I mean, there's no telling with the momentum he's got right there. Um, and and I know he's doing well in other leagues. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, he's he's got a lot of momentum right now. Yeah. I think old Brandon's going to be tough here, man. I I think Brandon Meffin's, Mefford's really got something figured out with this car. And uh, I think he's going to be up there and kind of give everybody a heck fire in top five every, each weekend. Well, you know, speaking of a Medford, we actually got Chris Medford in comments right now asking questions to you, Chris, and Neil. Y'all might want to check those out and let's give, those, you, give an answer. Where do you get that at? Uh, on the Facebook page. Oh, I got it. So Chris asks, Chris Wally, can we get Brian McCann to shape everything off besides the Earnhardt stash? Yes, I'm in. Well, that's we should do that on a green flag, black flag segment. We should, shouldn't we? Save that for later. Yeah, we'll save that for later. And then he also asks Neil Quick, how long did Neil Quick have a long run car or a short run car? Man, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I had a long run or short run car. I know it was there at the end, but uh, you can't really say. You can't really say if it was a good car, long run. It just stayed up front. I've got a question <laughs> for you, Brian McCann. All right. Here we go. Okay. So, no, this one's a fair question. This isn't, this isn't throwing out there. This is a strategy, yeah. though. 
So yeah, we're coming to that. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I had a long night after that race. So, uh, but you know, going into stage one, um, some of us on pit road decided to take tires. Some of us didn't. Um, I know myself, I chose to take tires under the green flag stop, trying to get those bonus points, um, for the stage break. Um, what was your strategy there? I knew, I noticed you and Kevin did not, um, what was y'all's mindset kind of going through, through that first, first stage of the race? Yeah. So the way the season set up, um, you know, you want to get that win to get locked into the playoff. Right. So I was saving that tire and, uh, you know, maybe I needed it then, maybe not either way I was going for the win. Yeah. You know, we, um, something that I didn't think about until, um, until after the race going and looking at the points, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I can get a second on the stage, get nine extra points. That's like nine positions, right? Yeah. Last year's point system. I go back and look at the points after the fact and I'm like, dang it. It's five points per position. The first five guys, and then Quite it's four deep. per position. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's where, that's where it hurt a little bit finishing, as far back as me and you both did, you know, it was a, I know it was a 70 point swing for myself from where I would have finished to where I did finish. You said, I think it was what, 102 points. Yeah, um, over a hundred. Yeah. So definitely, definitely has to be a season of consistency and uh, not having too many races like that. Well, and you, so you look at it this way too. We're what basically two races in officially. Mm-hmm. And for us to have, a race that went with only two natural cautions and only two stage cautions. I mean, that's saying something for the class of guys that we got. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you know, Neil's touched on it a ton when we've, t- when we spoke, the guys that we picked up obviously made us a lot better. Yeah. helped us with the field size, but the guys that we've had for the last few seasons, you know, they've improved so much. I mean, us having the opportunity to uh, to to try, you know, the McCain's have kind of been the rabbit, right? We've, we've been chasing him and, and Aaron. But what it's done is it's helped us go back. And, and luckily for us, you know, y'all guys streaming your races, I'll tell you what, that has been very beneficial to go back and just get a taste, a little bit of an idea of, okay, how are these guys driving their cars? And I think a lot of people are doing the same and uh, learning a lot and, and definitely improving on their, uh, on their races. I tell but, you what I do during, sorry, Neil, a lot of times, ahead. you know, during warmups or practice, just cause I'm so bad at asphalt, I'll go in, ride cockpit view. You try to see where, you know, the entry points are. And if I can pick up on some braking, that's the only way I'm learning this stuff. Honestly, go in and watch McCann and, and, and Neil a lot and, and see what they're doing. So I mean, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of benefits to uh, to watching these guys that run up front every single week. Well, I think the biggest thing I've seen too is just guys outside of this league that that are in it, running other leagues and other races too. I mean, these guys are out there winning those uh, other leagues. I mean, we all see the streams and pop up. They're all friends with us, so you see when they bounce over to another league, yeah. and and running those races, and whether it's in this type of car, the Xfinity car, the truck or even in the newer style car, um, just it's all about seat time. And I think that a lot of it's been picked up and a lot of, a lot of like Chris said, they have the things have to go back to uh, drivers like Brian and Kevin and Aaron and, and learning from Chris and, and Troy and these guys too. And yeah. you just pick up and ask questions and, and they're willing to answer those questions and, and help you get better and make it all competitive for, or more competitive for everybody in the league. Yeah. Here's a question. Chris Medford. That's Chris Medford, isn't it? Yes, sir. Hey, I got laughed at when I won Dover barely getting Brian. Do y'all feel like license mean much when it comes to, to league racing? That's a good question because I feel like, I mean, I'm a B driver. I don't even know what my rating is. It's, it's low. I mean, does, does it matter? Does it, what do y'all think? Uh, I, I weigh yes and no. Um, there's some people that maybe don't have a, that great of a, uh, I rating, but yet they're a hell of a driver. They right. just maybe got caught up in some bad situations. That's knocked their I rating down a little bit along with their SR. Yeah. 
I'm gonna be the first. I'm gonna be the first one to tell you. I mean, uh, when you first get on the service and you start running, it's it's easy to get tied up in uh, having a high I rating, safety rating, being out there and, and racing with these guys. But once you've done it and you get out there and at the point where I'm at now, it's aggravating. I'm wasting my time going out there racing with these guys. And it feels like you get run over. You're at the point that you take off in a league in a fixed series race and you know how to pace yourself and you know how to be there at the end and you got eight guys doing qualifying laps the first 10 laps that run you over right and usually usually if they don't run you over they're running somebody else over and it causes an accident so uh, unfortunately the the league part of it is very beneficial to me i enjoy it uh i think you race with a better quality type of guys uh more respectful uh when you get in into the service and you're running those uh uh, races, those weekly races. I mean, it, it's it's kind of tough. I mean, I jumped in and ran three of them two weeks ago, and I can tell you, I didn't finish any of them. That's the thing. I don't even like going on there and running a hosted race. You know, it's you got thirteen year old Billy trying to to win it on the first lap and takes you out. It's just not fun. You know, so it, this it's really tough. I mean, like in the truck series, I ran a Class C fixed race at Pocono and top split. I mean, so you're respecting or thinking you're in there with respected drivers and so on, and you're running all the way down and you got two laps to go and you're on the straightaway and getting a push and you see the guy that's got to run on the outside. So you give him room. You don't expect him to turn you right into the wall at the end of the straightaway going into one or two, but it happens. Right. Uh, And those are aggravating because you do spend a lot of time doing that. I'd rather spend 30 or 40 minutes testing for a league and spend that time doing that. So uh, that's my own opinion of it. So what do you what, do, what Brian? Do you, do you run a? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, we're probably thinking the same thing. You know, Brian, you run a bunch of different leagues, right? Um, running a bunch of different cars. I know you're in one league that you are hitting a different car every week. Um, what are you seeing out of guys? I mean, are, are, are they all, you know, high, high level um, license? Are they all a mixed bag? Kind of like what we've got. Uh, what's your thoughts? I've seen accounts that look like they're brand new, you know, rookie license and two, whatever you start off on your SR, you know, they're out there in leagues or hosted and they're, they're fast. So maybe that's not their primary account. I don't know how, you know, it could be that, but, uh, you know, the official races, like you were saying, it's so much different than these leagues, uh, in the leagues, you can, you can see the names and you kind of can remember how that person drives. Yeah. Um, and, and so that carries week to week, but when you, when you join the random race, you, it's like starting fresh. Yeah. One of the things that I feel like personally, when you look at license and if someone's an A class, a B class, to me, it's just, they put in enough seat time to gain. Those. Right. Right, to to have some good races put together. Um, I know that you can go from you know rookie to to B and C fairly quickly if you're running enough races and doing well enough. Um, But to what McCann just said right there, you know, learning different driving styles and and what guys around you're going to do. Because let's face it, we all for the most part we're all racing the same guys week to week. You know, whether you're the front, the middle, or the back, like you find yourself around the same guys. Same guys. I tell Neil all the time, me and Cook, I'll tell you what, Cook Quick, we are glued <laughs> every single week. We find a way to be around each other. Um, had a couple incidents last year, you know, where uh, I, there, I know at Phoenix, I, I overdrove a little bit one time and, and got into him and messed his race up, unfortunately. But, you know, it you, you find yourself racing hard around guys that you are familiar with and that you trust uh, when you're in one of these leagues. And it definitely helps me personally uh, be able to push the edge a little bit more because you kind of have an idea of what the next guy's going to do. Right. Right. You're not afraid to run in there by beside them or low or whatever. And you're pretty confident of how they're going to, how they're going to react when you're there. So what's so let's continue on the IRIC, the, the, I, the rating, but what, um, Somebody just getting started and they they want to boost their I rating. What do you what are your guys' suggestions to to do that? Run a lot of hosted races. What do you run? Uh, well, I mean, host races you don't gain nothing off of. My recommendation is get in there. Don't burn yourself out. Uh, that's what I did. I burned myself out real fast. And uh, but really, just get in there and try to you know run a clean race. Don't get in there and be aggressive. 
Uh, I think aggressive just gets you in more trouble than anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, you ain't gonna win every race. Yeah, true. I think a lot of it has to do too, uh, as you're graduating through to the different licenses that uh, the different cars you're running, you, you kind of get a feel and it's kind of, kind of neat to, to study that car or be in that car. I know the Xfinity car drives different than the truck, but I mean, from the starting out from the word go, I mean, I think we've all been there running the legends at South Boston. Uh, some of those races, we, we probably don't wish we were there, but, but starting out those type cars and, and graduating all the way up on pavement, uh, it's kind of fun thing. But again, with iRacing, what's really neat is I mean, dirt's a big part of this too. You can go out and run dirt oval stuff and there's a lot to be learned from dirt that can carry back over to pavement too. Absolutely. And vice versa. Absolutely. I'll tell yeah, you running dirt, running dirt makes you, it you bring your dirt talent over to asphalt, it definitely speeds it up a little bit, even though I'm still bad at asphalt, but it, uh, it gets you a lot more car control. So let me ask this. Neil, Kyle, Brian McCain, y'all have all ran a pretty good amount of road course races as well. How do y'all feel that kind of carries over, uh, being able to sling the car around, understanding brake points, um, you know, understanding throttle control, getting off and, and being able to, to have that thing underneath you still? Uh, well, as far as slinging it around, this car doesn't really offer that as much as it did with the old car. Um, but I do feel like, well, granted, we're running the B car now, but even with, you know, the new next-gen car, uh, the car feels so stable compared to last year that you almost get too overconfident, I feel, and you feel like it's going to race like, you know, an IMSA car or something. So there is some carryover as far as talent and skill and ability, but that's night and day. So road racing with these stock cars is not ideal. Yeah. See, and I feel the total opposite of the Kyle. I mean, I really like running the truck and the expandy car and the older cars on the road courses. The next-gen car, it, I still got a ways to go with it. I ran race last night, a league that Brian and Kevin got me involved with, and I know it was one that, uh, just like Kyle says, it gives you a confidence factor wanting to run it hard all the time. And we was running an oval, Texas, and I wanted to do a, th uh, a, a multiple-stop strategy instead of a one-stop deal. I wanted to do two stops, so I ran it wide open, and it didn't work out for me. But it's uh, it's easy to, to heat it up, burn it up, but... Uh, overconfidence in that car is easy to happen i think it drives good on the road courses too now but uh i do like driving the stock cars on the road courses i don't care whether it's road america uh sears point whatever it is uh but my my own opinion i like driving stock cars on road courses I, mean, I like it too yeah i love road courses and stock cars uh um from my perspective i think you know on an oval around the one lap you only have two turns right so you got your enter entry center exit well, on a road course you have that multiple times per lap so if you can that gives you a quicker opportunity to learn how the car is driving and how each one of those parts of the turns you need to uh, accomplish especially different braking zones gas and whatever on road course that sort of carries over into your oval whereas on oval you just kind of have to be more fine-tuned to um doing those three things over a longer drawn out turn repetitive more yeah consistency is key right so i, I don't want to go too far off topic here but we i was just showing a question um and i, I want to cover it real quick because it's kind of been in the talks now for a couple yeah. seasons um uh, so we got nicholas smith here in the chat says have you guys ever thought about a development part for the league chris i'll let you cover this one this is your baby so I just saw that myself and was going to uh, just about to bring that up. Um, Nicholas, yes. Um, that is definitely something that we've looked at. I think we are starting to get the numbers now uh, to be able to have it make sense. We definitely don't. We're not in the in the game of trying to lose guys. Um, so, you know, to, to cut individuals and say, well, you're not going to get to come back next season. Um that was a little far-fetched early on. The league at this point, um, I think it's right around the corner from from having what we we've been talked about as a, as a B league. 
you know, we've, we've thought about different ideas of, you know, we're racing 40 guys a night. Uh, we've got 47 in the league. So everybody's got to actually qualify in now. So it's already, you know, competitive and, and some guys aren't, you know, they're missing races and we don't love that part about it. It, it makes it more realistic because um, you're yeah. going to have to earn your way in. But what we would like to get to is have 40 guys in the challenge series and then have, you know, at least, you know, if we can grab another 40 for a B for a B league, run that as well. At the end of the season, take the top 25 from the challenge series. The, the, the last 15 drop off and go to the B league, the top 15 of the B league come up and just have that, that constant cycle. Rotation. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's not something that's in stone. It's something that's definitely been talked about for a couple seasons now. Um, it's just about trying to make it make sense and, and making sure that we've got enough people on board to, uh, to do it week in, week out. So if you did that, if, if, if I remember right, you wouldn't, none of the challenge series guys would go down and race in that league with those guys. It was, it would be all just strictly. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, correct. So, you know, if we had that B league, then, then the, the roster is going to be set um, for, for those guys. And you've yep. got the challenge series where that roster set, they're not dropping down, but you know, get it where you're, there's only 40 there. Right. So everybody's right. going to make that race. You don't have to worry about guys not qualifying in, um, you know, having too many for a, for a server. We ran into that last week. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking that we would, we were going to have, more than 40 guys qualifying or more than 44 and, and the track will only hold 44. So um, it, it puts us in some tough situations at times, but definitely something that we're looking at uh, doing to, to get some, some more exposure to the league, more participation. Uh, the B league wouldn't, you know, we're not looking for it to be broadcasted and money be involved and all that. It's going to be strictly, Hey, I'm racing to get myself into the challenge series. We want the challenge series to be prestigious and and have it mean something. Earn your way in. Exactly. Yeah. And you got to earn your meal ticket. Yep. I agree. Jesse King wants to buy your uh, hot dog uh, stand wallpaper. Said he'd pay $50 for the, for the file. I'll give you a deal and make it $49.99. All right. So we're going to go one more question before we go into the main topic for the night. And that is from Chris Medford. How many times will Chris Wally go three wide at our next super speedway? More than 10? I would say that in the first five laps. I was going to say he's he's doing that in two laps. Yeah, thank goodness we got a quick fix. You know, it's um, – I know that's what I'm known for, <laughs> jumping up there three wide, because I feel comfortable there, right? I know that – High, wide, and handsome. The yeah. way, exactly. Thank you. Uh, you know, that wall's not moving, but it's nope. just like being on the bottom. That line's not moving either. So the middle is, is tough. Um, but, you know, knowing that guys are turning left, I personally feel like someone is more liable to turn down into somebody than to come up into me. Now, the problem is when they do turn down, now both of them are coming up, right? You, you got no yeah. way to go. And fast. Yeah, right. And um, if you can get a few guys up there, it'll move. It'll move. It'll yeah. move. But, uh, you know, the last two races at Daytona, though, to, to answer Mefford's question there, I didn't really go three wide much. I mean, the field was so large that that thing was like a snake, man. It you was. Know? It definitely <laughs> was. It got stuck back there in that hornet's nest I was talking about, and guys are moving all over the place. I was like, eh, I'm going to hang out right here to see what happens. <laughs> R&R Racewear, your source to all custom racewear apparel needs and home to iRacing apparel. Check it out today at rnrracewear.com. All right, all so right. I think we need to go and uh, go ahead and touch bases on the uh, the big topic. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Brian, why don't you give us your point of view? Where should I start? Yeah, there, Kyle, can, you start us off in what the big topic is. Kyle, yeah, is there a vid, is there a video? Yes, sir, sure start? is. Perfect. Let's start with that. Let's see the video so get everybody a visual. Roll tape. All <laughs> right, so we're rolling here. Uh, so we've got McCann versus McCann. 
side by side through looks like one and two coming out the back here and they're side by side brian's just edging out kevin and from my opinion it looks like just kevin decided to turn right i don't know i, I wasn't him but it really appears that way and then of course he collects chris in the process want to speak too much for him um but he told me right when it happened he was trying to get my side draft and just you know got too close and and one thing about these cars um in the cup cars you know you could kind of touch going down the straightaway in these uh xfinity cars they're like open wheel cars almost it's like they don't have a model to write so when he touched me it a pulled him into me and popped his front end up so you know, you just can't really do it on the straightaway, and he he just didn't. Get, I mean, he got too close. You were smiling the whole time. So, what happened? Did did you all have a discussion? Did he did he stop by the house with a, a present and apologize? Tell me what happened. No, nah, he's afraid. <laughs> I, I ain't seen him in person. Yeah, yeah. So there's no parking lot meeting. Nah, that was his words on the screen. Here, here it is. Retaliation. So no, nah, we're good. We're, we're not mad at each other. Come on. Right here, right Just here. a little? No, no, it's all good. It's hard racing. Um, <laughs> I mean, we need something for the broadcast to talk about. I mean, yeah. Hey, you, if that was, if that you was threw a hot dog in or something? Listen, first rule is if you talk about it, then everybody's going to be looking at you and waiting for it, right? So he, Brian's using his inner ninja skills. Yep. He's going to hold back, not say anything, you know. Karma's going to come around. They're going to race around each other again. I promise. You know, um, you know, I was looking at that replay right there. Um, Brian's 100% on point with these cars, in my opinion. I've seen it the last three races. If cars get too close together, they must wheel, look like they wheel hop, right? Yeah. And, and when, when they really shouldn't. Um, so that was a situation. I know Kevin told me that, you know, you see in the replay – Brandon Mefford dives low, right going into three. He, he was going to try to make a move. Um, and Kevin was looking in his mirror at the same time. And him and Brian just came together. I mean, I, I was frustrated. I, you know, even after the race, I'm like, man, why did he come up the track? But then when I go back and look at the replay, he's not in the gas. He, he's the, the car's about to spin out, turning left. So he brings it back right to get it straight. Well, right at the same time it, it transitions from that grass to that asphalt and when it did his nose popped up in the air and when the front tires are off the ground you're not turning um so right there you see in my replay there i mean I just never really saw him coming um i knew when he went low I, in the back of my mind i'm like okay kevin's gonna be able to slow this thing down enough and keep it low so I went higher than what I normally would have and, and even slowed down a little bit, hoping he'd come across and clear when had I just followed Neil right down there and ran my normal line, I'd have probably missed him by a fender. Man, looking at the replay myself, I just keep looking at it and looking at the run that Brian had down the back straightaway on Kevin. Oh, I was and coming. I, I could see it. It looked like he had it coming. He was going to drive it into three. And I think Kevin might have tried that old uh, Chris Wally super speedway stall move there to try to get the left rear quarter panel and just got a little too close. I think Man, he I'm knew a... that I had him on that turn. And, you know, on the high side out front, I was going to get the runoff of four. And so he, he was trying to get everything he had off of me while he's still going that straight away. I, I would agree. I think you get you go into three and four and, and he doesn't touch you. I think you clear him on the outside by maybe even a car or a car and a half. I think you got the run coming to the one to go. And right before all that happened, I was saving my tires and you'll see that there was a kind of a gap between me and Kevin. That was my tire saving. And Brandon was behind me. He was, I was probably annoying him a lot, you know, doing that. And uh, he got his nose under me a few times. So I was ha having to balance that tire saving and not letting Brandon, you know, get around me. So uh, it was, Really good race there, Dan. All right, taking notes. Brian saves tires. Yep. You <laughs> didn't ask the question. You didn't ask him how he's saving tires. Come on now. Open That's great. Question. How are you saving tires? I'm having internet issues here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
Any other questions on there? Man, Radford was just sitting there, uh, kind of just waiting for all this to happen. He was in the right spot at the right time. Oh, yeah. Talk about the catbird seat. I mean, daggum. Uh, to your point, Brandon's fast in these cars, and I don't know. I think if Brandon doesn't have contact there where it slows him up enough for Troy to get next to him, I think Brandon, he probably gets that win there. Um, yeah. But you know what? It's uh, being in the right place at the right time. Troy Troy was there. Um, he was close enough to be able to make a race out of it and, and get by Brian. Um, or by Brandon, excuse me, going into one and, and never turn back. Um, I mean, what was the margin? Three. Let's see here in our notes. I think it was like three tenths. Yeah, yeah. Point three, three two, four. Yeah, so three tenths. That's like a foot. Not even a foot. Yeah, so I mean, and, and every single week, if you go back and look at all of our, at all of our replays, um, you know, we, we've got, We've had close races every single week. It's come down to the wire every single week. Um, it's been been fun to watch, fun to be a part of. Um, for all of y'all that don't know, um, Global Sim Racing Channel, they do all of our broadcasts. Check them out on YouTube. Absolutely. Um, they're showing it live on Thursday nights, um, and then the replays are there. We're constantly putting the replays up on our website. Um YouTube.com on our YouTube yep. channel. So the content's out there. Go check it out. It's definitely some some good racing and um, something you'll probably enjoy. Well, actually, so while we're on that note of broadcast, everything else, uh, we actually want to announce that we are now going to be on your TV, uh, not just in your ears or on YouTube or on Facebook. We're going to be on the Sim Racing channel on your Roku TV. So if you have the Roku TV, be sure to download the Sim Racing channel. It's a fairly new app uh, dedicated to Sim Racing, and we have worked a deal with them to uh, let them basically take our show weekly and place it on there. Uh, we will be doing live from there most likely, and then they will be airing at least two to three times a week on repeat. Uh, so you can check us out there, or you can check it out actually on demand too, uh, you can find each episode as well. That's a big score for the league right there in the uh, in the hot dog stand. That's um, yeah, because we even worked to deal with the broadcast team for our races to be uh, put on there as well. Yep, we worked. Uh, took us a couple hours this afternoon, but we got Glim. Uh, we got we got a, a a meeting to go in with Global Sim Racing and and uh the sim racing channel and they have agreed that they're gonna they're gonna follow us over to the uh to the sim racing channel and it's all this stuff's gonna like kyle said can be right on your tv it's uh that's a big that's a big score for this for this podcast and this league yeah i want to give a big shout out to stan i appreciate you uh, working with us absolutely yeah joe over at global sim he he was uh he was all about it so it's it's a big deal it'd be good for everybody all the way around yeah um you know, all the parties involved, it, it, it um, I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting for our drivers, right? Oh, for sure. You're a part of yeah. a broadcast. Now you're going to be on a TV channel. Like, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, it is um, cool. Yeah. I keep but, making a joke. I'm going to get me a makeup artist and an agent. There you go. <laughs> I think the biggest thing I see that might be coming out of this deal, of course, is the addition to the sponsors that are going to be jumping on board and for the drivers, sure. are, drivers are going to get opportunities too. I think that's going to be a big deal too. So, yeah. Uh, guys that are going to get a little bit of uh, notoriety. I mean, you got the McCanns and the Muffords and the Smiths. Yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of like the Hatfield McCoys in my eyes, but we're going to have to clean that up. For sure. You know, the, the, there's a few of us now. I know I just started streaming my races. Brian McCann helped me out a lot with that. I, I think that uh, we ought to push trying to get a lot of more of our drivers to to link up with the, with the, the, the broadcast company and, and have a – a live feed into their racing and and put a face with that uh with that driver name especially now that we're gonna you know we're gonna be on the big screen well i think it's cool uh to put that face with that name and uh, i'll be really honest i mean i'm kind of a, a super nerd when i come to seeing all everybody, everybody's rigs and what they're using and all that stuff so oh same 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 I was going to ask that question hey, tonight Chris what, uh, cheerleader last week man i just I was got a new set of pedals really good i and, think they're pretty pretty cool what do you what do you guys normally what do you like what do you run 
as far as actual like uh, rig setup itself, you mean? Yeah, yeah, you so know your pedals and wheels. Stuff, so. Oh, same, same. So I've got the um, Sim Experience Pro V2 wheel, uh, direct drive, and then uh, Sim Coach hydraulic pedals, and then I've got it all on a very sturdy next level rig. And then I've got a, a wind sim that I run with it as well. Um, I've got a Thrustmaster shifter and an Amazon cheap handbrake. Oh, same. Uh, I was doing some rally there for a while. And, and, and an Amazon right cheap handbrake. Cool. How about you, uh, Neil? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of the Fanatec fanboy over here. I got like a... Club Sport CSW 2.5 wheelbase with uh, the BMW wheel, um, nice. rolling with the Club Sport pedals, and then my rig is an Obudo uh, triple screen, uh, four monitor actually adjusted, but uh, pretty simple, pretty simple and easy, but uh, uh, works for me. And and I, I'm just like everybody else. Once you get it set up, you get used to it. You're afraid to change anything. <laughs> Man, that was the thing with me. I I so I. I got these, these, I'm a fan of tech guy too. I got a DD2 wheel MPI or uh, the direct drive and the MPI wheel. And I had the fan of tech pedals to go with it, but I wanted the, uh, I wanted next kind of next level pedals. So I searched around and searched around and come across the SimForge. SimForge makes a real nice, uh, real nice pedal. I wish I could, I'll, I'll send a picture next time. But anyway, I like those. That's just something I use, you know. I don't know. Brian? Like McCain. Yeah, we, yep. we, uh, we want to know. <laughs> Let's what... hear all them dirty little secrets you got in that room. Everybody start recording. <laughs> I got the uh, Fanatec set up just like Neil. Uh, a little different, though. The CSL DD uh, V3 pedals and the H pattern shifter. shifter. Um, but uh, unlike them, I have mine set up on uh, rig 2x4s and duct tape. Uh, right now it's temporary, but... Uh, Hopefully one day I can get a metal rig for it all. But so far the the two befores are working. So that's the secret. It's all Maybe. about the time. It's got flex. So yeah. I spent too much money on mine. That's what you're saying. I should just went and bought two by fours. No, it's it's really actually annoying when when I get the wheel on the the wheel and the the whole desk that sits there and <laughs> seems like it's gonna fall over. But tomorrow morning he's gonna get phone calls and it's gonna be from the manufacturer it's gonna be like wr1 or uh revolution or something something's gonna be calling like hey uh mccann i'm gonna send you a rig make sure you plug me at the end of the each of the race here right. he won't be on two by fours for much longer hey so, have go ahead and send it yeah wr1 that would not be a bad plan well we are going to be having a uh, a new sim rig builder and direct drive builder and a current hydraulic pedal guest here soon so maybe we can talk him into hooking you up hey that's a good idea really good idea what what are you running chris yeah so i'm the same as as neil over there um from from top to bottom running the exact same stuff i've actually got my rig um and pc set up by a uh an old member of ours colt cecil um he did he did a jam up job on the rig and uh got me set up there so went from the the logitech g27 that i had for about 10 years and um that was the setup for a while yeah jumped over i think all of us had them hell yeah I'll tell you what, i think i still got mine <laughs> I, I think i slowed down when i left it and you know aaron smith swears that's what the heck he's running on week in and week out and he might be but my god like that that thing's What's up with all you Fanatec boys? We don't have all that big money over there, man. <laughs> I don't know about big money. Come on. Hydraulic pedals. I got those I got those on a deal. Do what? You gotta top it off with fluid every week or how's that work? No, thank goodness I don't. Um, Listen, you can't hide <laughs> money. Look at that fancy background. I mean come that, on. That's just software. Come on. Expensive. <laughs> He's got more of his pedal than we got in our rigs, right? <laughs> Well, my pedals and my wheelbase with the wheel cost about the same. So, yeah, I'll get quite a bit in it. Way more than I should have spent. Ouch. Oh, Brian could have got a couple two-by-fours. Two <laughs> That's what happens when you buy American-made, though. 
that point. I'm going to change my my uh, my answer. Unless I'm seeing if my wife is watching, so I, I have just basic stuff, you know, hand control, <laughs> just run of the mill. Just you run. heard her coming down the hallway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, his name was being yelled out. Yeah. <laughs> She's checking credit card statements right now. No doubt. Yeah, no, no joke though, and we all know this. We got to give a big shout out to the wives. No we doubt. We all know that we spend way too much damn time on these things. From the from the guy who spends the most to the guy who spends the least amount of time, it's still too much. And uh, you know, salute to all the wives out there. Let's us, let us go out and play yeah, the boys. We don't see you much, Wally. <laughs> You know what? It's it's tough around here sometimes, but uh, we, we, we do what we can. I, I'm too busy making paint schemes, man. You got to yeah. make 40, 47 paint schemes, and yeah, that does keep you busy. We need to we need to they have our good. and ep- yeah, they do. They look really good. We should have an episode where we have our wives on for a short segment. Get good luck getting mine on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say too much right now. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think that's such a good idea. I. Edit, <laughs> Chris. If you're in danger, blink twice. <laughs> go, you'll just see the lights turn on. <laughs> see me go like a uh, roadrunner get out of there. All right, so uh, we're getting a little shorter on time here, so we're gonna jump to a segment that we've got uh, similar to the spot on, spot off, but we're calling it green flag, black flag, and it's gonna be the four of you all giving your all's opinion here. Uh, we've got two two uh, questions right now. That we're gonna start off with. First one is call out pit stops. Green flag or black flag, guys? Start with you, Chris. Yeah, so um, I'm going to say green flag just for the fact that, you know what, there are situations where you're in a pack and dudes need to know. Now, if you're out there by yourself, and it doesn't matter if you call it out or not, then by all means, you know, pull down in there. But um, you definitely need to, if there's an opportunity that somebody might come in and ruin your race, you know, and theirs, then definitely try your best to call it out. Sometimes you miss a button and and it don't get called out or they don't hear it. Um, we're not going to mention any names, um, but, you know, <laughs> things happen i can't even point to him is that pointing at him <laughs> everybody's all mixed I, around I, I knew this was coming up this week <laughs> i mean I, uh, i'm I, gonna give go ahead you first I, I, i'm gonna just go straight to this point i mean i know this is being straight directed towards me i called it out and i was yelling it but i hit the wrong button i turned the car off i didn't hit the mic button so I did hurt myself in, by doing this, but I'm going to say green flag on this deal. I, I, I've been in that situation. I wanted to be called out. If somebody's on your ass, you're going to want somebody to call the, uh, call out the pit stop. And I didn't do it intentional this week. It went from bad to worse on that car, that car setting off. <laughs> well, the problem with it is I didn't realize I changed the button, so I'm searching around trying to figure out why it shut off. I thought I blew it up on entry or something to pit road, and... Yeah, I was kind of in a panic mode, and in the meantime, I'm getting my butt chewed out across the radio. <laughs> yeah, you but, did get uh, a pretty good butt chewed on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's expected. I mean, when it's coming from a Mefford, and I mean, shoot, I mean, the podcast named after a Mefford here. Oh, what do you say, McCann? I don't like it. Um, have to give it a black flag. Um, so... As a driver, this is how I'm looking at it. As a driver, if I have to call it out, I'm giving away my strategy. There's a point of no return um, to where I can use that to my advantage. Absolutely. If I'm behind a driver, I can hit the point of no return. He can't. I get that. I'm I'm, I'm in the pits. He's not. So that's why I don't like it. So you're telling me when I'm behind you and I'm pushing you through three and four, and you're not calling out that you're pitting, and I turn you and your ass backwards through the trial, but you're not going to be saying anything about that? No, no, no. I, I know that I'm not calling it, so I'm going to get out of the racing line. You're going to position yourself to safely, yeah. Right, And but I'm going to do it in a way to where it's like at the last moment. You know, I'm going to jerk it left, on, still under, on the gas, but then hit that point in a return to where you can't, but I can. Yep. 
So I can see that. I could agree with that part. I'm the same way. I'm black flag on this. To me, that's a. I understand the green flag part of that, but there's a lot of strategy that could be used with that. You know, just like he said. I mean, he he described it perfectly. And I'm not saying I'm great at it, but it, it, I, I just would not soon give out my that I'm coming to pit road, and, you know, just to maybe gain an advantage. Well, it's even like Chris brought up was the fact you're six seconds out in the lead and yeah. you've got a different strategy going on and they're still wanting you to call it out. I, I don't see having to call that point out. The only thing going green flag, in my opinion, is is being in a pack or when guys are racing that way or you're trying to get to where you are not to create an error and ruin everybody else's race too, along with yeah. yourself. Yeah. If you know if it's situational and everybody's within like the, those last three laps of you're going to have to pit or you're running out of gas. Um, that's when it makes sense. If you're out there and, and Brian, you've done a dang good job. I've seen it myself um, of making sure that, Hey, if you're going to pit, you know, cause you, you and Kevin are typically on the same cycle there y'all find a way to get yourselves away from the pack position. I mean, they do it just right every time. Right. And, um, I mean, even if y'all are having to drop back, so that way y'all can dive in to your point, that point of no return, everybody else passes it and y'all are diving in. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely, it's situational. Yeah. Um, if you don't have to call it, it's dumb too. But if, uh, if there's somebody on my butt, I might need to let them know because I'm not the best at, at coming in. Me you know, neither. There's a lot of people make up a lot of positions and are really good at those pit stops. And yeah. uh, I'm not one of them. What are you, Kyle? Uh, I'm actually green flag. Okay, so super speedways, I'm green flag. Now, any other track, I don't care whether you call it out or not. Um, chances are I'm not going to be close to you anyways uh, when it comes time for you to pit. So it's not going to make a difference. So, um Super speedways, I'm green flag. Any other track, I'm black flag. Yeah. What's the league rule? Do we have one? We don't. It's, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's to me, and that was asked during the race, um, during Neil's situation. And if, if you're in a pack, courtesy is, okay, let people know, right? Yeah. Um, if it puts people in danger. But if, if you're not... Or if you're in a pack and you can get down safely, do it. Like, I don't think it really matters. Um, but it uh, it definitely helps keep incidents down and cautions from happening if, if everybody's on the same page a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think this is more of a joke, but we're going to go ahead and ask it. Green flag or black flag? Kyle Bush. Hmm. <laughs> I think we all see the humor yeah. in this one. You know what? Black flag. Is that what you said? Why? Yep. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Early Kyle Bush, current Kyle Bush. Uh, it doesn't specify, so we'll go with uh, early. Go I don't ahead. care. All the way around is black flag. <laughs> <laughs> the dude's I mean, so talented. It's unreal, but his freaking attitude, man. That's, yeah. that's what gets me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've seen, you guys have all seen what he's done. I mean, remember when he junked Hornaday? And, I mean, how many times did he junk the five car coming up for Hendrick over stupid stuff? Yeah, and, and his attitude's never good. Uh, I think that's a lot of problem with him, him having any positivity and winning late, uh, lately and putting anything yeah. together. I mean, everything he's in is junk from week to week. That's all you ever hear. Yeah. I'll I'm take green it. flag is, I think, you know, I like what he does with his son. That, that whole racing thing. So I'm green flag on that. I'm a hard black flag on his attitude and not um, – I mean, the guy's got more talent than most of the people in the in the, in the Cup Series right now. And uh, – McCann's included. It just, yeah. And just – I mean, I'll I think that's you. why he's struggling to find a sponsor. I don't think Joe Gibbs is going to find the right sponsor for him. And, and – uh, so, the, I guess is, I'm, is, is Spartan lining up like fifteen million a year uh, to sponsor? Oh hell yeah, man! You know it. Green flag. The <laughs> best, the best Kyle Busch I saw, that the the Kyle Busch that I enjoyed watching, 
was the year he broke his leg. Yeah. Because when he came back, 17, he kept, yep. kept his mouth shut, his head down. He went to work. It was a great story. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and he just, he had something to prove. And now it's, and you can see Kyle the last couple of weeks um, in the interviews, kind of taking a step back. Finally, um, I heard somebody talking about it. I want to say it was uh, Denny Hamlin on Door Bumper Clear that, um, you know, the, the times have changed. You know, the money's yeah, I watched that, and, yeah. And, you know, a lot of guys kind of expect to make the same money that they're just not going to make right now. Um, maybe in that new TV deal when it comes out, it'll it'll get better for them. Does he sign, does he sign with Joe Gibbs? That's the, that's the true question, green flag, black flag. I'm going... Green flag. I'm, I'm black flag. Yeah, I'm black flag. Black flag. Joe Joe Gibbs has got Ty Gibbs top ten this weekend in the forty five car. Absolutely. I can pay that guy half as much as I'm gonna pay for Kyle Bush, and I can get a sponsor for him. See you, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. I the way I see it is I think uh Bush will go to SHR. I think he'll take over uh for That's, Cole. Yep. Yep, I agree. That's what I was going to say. I think Cole's gone this year. Uh, Almirel, I think, is going to stick around, so he can't get the 10 car for sure. He's gone. But yeah. the four, 41, I, I think, is going to be Kyle Bush's. I what do you think, McCain? I haven't been keeping up with it. He says, Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nicholas Smith says, I think Kyle Bush would do better on a different team, maybe RCR. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. I think if he goes to Stuart Haas, he does, he does, uh, um, he he does really well. All Here, right. let's 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 get Brian McCann fired up on this. Let's put him in the three card RCR. Yeah, doing it for Dale. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking now, green flag or black flag? Oh, I would love that. Uh, oh, I'd love I, that. I don't know how good I would do, but it'd be a heck of an opportunity, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it, there's a lot of things that, that you're going to see that's going to happen here in the next, uh, I would say, 30 to 45 days, and it could be shocking to all of us. So. Yep, I agreed. Yeah. So um, we're going to go ahead and close out the green flag, black flag, but we are going to answer one more question for the night, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, Jesse King asks, Harvick, when a fluke? Or is the closer back? What's your all's opinion on that right there? Most dangerous guy going into the playoffs. A hundred percent. The guy is that guy is a clutch race car driver. Always has been. Uh, he was going to make the playoffs and a championship contender every year. Cars been getting faster each week, and yep. he's gained momentum. And I'm going to tell you, you guys going to have to look out for him. Hundred percent. Chase Elliott. <laughs> yep. And two, it's, it's the headspace a lot, right? We just talked about Kyle Busch, and he's had a few incidents that, you know, weren't his fault exactly, but um, Harvick has been in a headspace of out to prove himself a little bit because of probably what some have said. Yep. Um, and, and I think he's going to carry that the rest of the way. Uh, now, do they have the consistency to win the whole thing? I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not putting all my chips on the table for him to win it. But he's definitely going to uh, he's going to make some more headlines. Yeah. Who have you seen that's got the consistency to to be that person besides the eleven car? The one car. If they won't wreck him out, I think I think he's pretty dang fast, man. Yeah, he's definitely a superstar right now. Yep. I think. And I'm a, I'm gonna say I'm I'm a big fan of the one car, so and, I'm sure that I'm sure the hate mail will start flying in now. Yeah, and, and you know, Neil, you, you helped me get this this opportunity. Um, you know, I had an opportunity last year to go up to Ganassi, which is now Trackhouse. Got a chance to meet Brian McCann while I was up there. That was the uh, first time we got to meet face-to-face there. And um, the guys that they have, man, I mean, they just get after it. I mean, that, that whole shop in there is top tier. Seeing the way Justin Marks is running the ship um the the help he's brought in to to just continue to make them better that the pit crew there um you know it, it's that pit crew for that one car is freaking legit i think that they have all the pieces that they need 
to uh, make this thing happen again if he if he doesn't get wrecked out to where he can't win it. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Uh, in my opinion, I think that anybody that's ever benefited for anything that NASCAR did this year was switching to the new car. Uh, it it really has opened the eyes to the track house guys. That team and that situation, um, even the 99 has been strong. But I agree with you right now. I mean, Justin Marks is uh, somebody that's been very, very good for the sport and uh, can grow from a lot of things that are happening over there. Yeah, definitely. The new car leveled the playing field. It, it, it's a it's a brand new game. You could it just leveled it every it leveled everybody. And I think that's why you're seeing, uh, seeing what we're seeing. Well, it's just, you got to look at it going into playoffs. You got, what do we have now? We have 16 winners going in. I'm, I think so. We're at 15 right now. 15. So on the cutoff is Truex and Blaney because they do not have a win. Yep. You're taking those two drivers that have no, possibly not making the playoffs. That's that's huge. That is big. And so um, to kind of change gears here, speaking of the playoffs, uh, we are going to start our own fantasy draft pick. Uh, not really so much fantasy, but legally picks. Uh, starting the first, uh, uh, not league race, um, playoff race. So uh, we'll all start fresh with a handful of drivers, and we'll make our picks weekly. But... Uh, one last thing before we close this out, Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell us about this upcoming race on Thursday, uh, where we're at and what will all be going on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, running Thursday night, race three of season five. Uh, we're going to be at Charlotte Motor Speedway for 100 laps. Uh, you know, running three stages. So stage one, uh, first 45 laps. Stage two ends after lap 75. Uh, and then, of course, we close out the race there. Um you know, Aaron's going to be dangerous again because he's he's no longer on that winner's penalty. Troy now inherits the winner's penalty. He'll start the race from the rear, be the last last one off the pit road to start stage three. Um, but you can check it out. Race time starts at 9.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Global Sim Racing Channel, uh, live on the <clears throat> YouTube channel. So if you get an opportunity, uh, come check us out. We'll have it also live right here we'll have it linked up and running live on our on our iroc series facebook page all right i appreciate it and then uh guys y'all got anything else y'all want to say before we close it out now great week i hope everybody has a good week uh this upcoming week can't wait to race with you guys on thursday night give everybody something to talk about yeah kind of same thing everybody good luck on thursday night and uh looking forward to seeing everybody out there can you got anything 40 cars on charlotte uh, charlotte let's see it yeah let's do it that'd be um, fun oh yeah all right well with that being said uh be sure you can find us on not only on youtube facebook uh see here amazon prime or amazon podcast google podcast and apple podcast and now you'll be able to find us on the sim racing channel on your roku device uh, be sure to check us out on all those platforms if you got them. We greatly appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe, follow, like, review. Give us the, the best rating you can. Even if you don't like us, just give us a five star. We really appreciate it. With that being said, I appreciate everybody. Guys, y'all have a good night. We're out. See ya. Are you looking for the next sim rig upgrade? Or maybe your man cave needs a little more style. Or is your wife wanting to redecorate your home? Well, we here at Supreme 3D Printing have you covered. We create and print tons of different and useful items that is sure to fit everyone's style and budget. Check us out on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash supreme3d printing. If you don't see what you're needing, then feel free to contact us for your needed item. See you guys. This is a shakedown Order up that beat just like a takeout Show me you got soul inside those new shoes And you can rock and roll with an attitude So good, so fresh, just the way you like it